This is the Duval Mission Podcast. I am joined, as always, by head coach John Galloway. His team's on a three-game win streak. Uh, before we get into that, I just wanted to congratulate you on the birth of your daughter in the last few days. Uh, mm -hmm. How's the early dad life going? <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it was terrifying, scary, breathtaking, um, scary again. I mean, it was just a really amazing process and I'm thankful that my wife is a lot tougher than me and handled it uh, you know, with, with such grace. And we're, we're very happy to be home now in our own bed with Emerson. and. Uh, Man, it, it really does change your perspective. It changes life uh, overnight. And I'm um, very thankful that she's healthy, mom's healthy, and everybody's doing well. And uh, thankful for everybody here, especially you know Coach Grinelli, Coach Brzezinski, our staff, and our leadership to make this uh, to make this transition as easy as possible. Well, congrats. I think I speak for everyone. I say congrats, and that's great to hear. Uh, you talk about last week's opponents. You got Detroit Mercy and Lindenwood. Uh, speaking on Detroit Mercy, the team won by 10 goals. How would you think the team performed that day? Good. You know, I think, um, you know, there, there was moments where we wanted to execute at a little bit higher of a clip. I think our shooting percentage continues to, to dip a little bit below our standard. But I also thought that, you know, we learned a lot about ourselves in the Queens game that we were able to adjust and, and, and adapt on a short, short week. So um, what I'm really proud of is our guys practice hard. They practice hard even on a short week, even with three games in seven days, um, because we're not just playing for the next game. Uh, I think that's what we've learned over the past few years is we need to train for, you know, early to mid-May. And, uh, and we've done that in games and in practices, and it's starting to show itself a little bit in, in obviously some of these, these matchups against conference opponents. Right, and I noticed the team just seemed a little bit more physical in that Detroit Mercy game, especially as the game went on. They were flying all around the field, causing hits. Is that something that you expect out of them? Yeah, again, I think the Utah game was such a, um, a wake-up call for our guys that we need to uh, elevate our intensity and our pace, and, and you're seeing that with the back end, specifically with Jack and Troy, our rope unit, our short stick defensive midfielders, even our attack, the way that we ride. So, so I'm really proud of those guys. They've answered the bell. We need to play more complimentary across. That's been a big point of emphasis. There was times where, you know, gosh, two weeks ago, we gave up 45 goals in three games. In the last three games, we've given up 17 goals. And I think that's just a credit to our defense answering the bell. Now, can we be complimentary in the offensive side, the face-off game, in the goal? And when those pieces come together, then something special can happen. But the cool part is we're getting better. And then uh, you speak on the defense tightening down the hatches there. Lindenwood, they give up three goals pretty quick. And then, I mean, just at the drop of a hat, no goals allowed for 45-plus minutes. What do you think was that switch? Yeah, credit to Lindenwood. I thought they came out with a, a lot of punches thrown and, and really got some great opportunities on us. And uh, I thought their attack was tough. They, they, they're small waterbug-type players that made it difficult for our guys. And uh, what I'm really proud of is we did adjust. We did adjust to their speed. We adjusted to how we needed to support one another. And to, to not give up that, not only that many goals, but just that few shots in that amount of time is really impressive, especially when we weren't scoring every time on the offensive end. So we did have to defend. So part of that is our ride. Part of that is just our, uh, our maturity starting to show itself on the defensive side. And uh, someone last week who's also the A-Sun Defensive Player of the Week, Tucker Garrity, he had five ground balls, three caused turnovers. And he also had five points on the offensive end. Can you kind of speak about what went into his week last week? Yeah, I just love that kid so much. I mean, he is, um, he is going to continue to be the standard of the team. I think Troy for so long has been, and Tucker Garrity's starting to, you're, you're watching it happen, unfold, that Troy, uh, Tucker's becoming the next Troy, the captain, the, the, the catalyst emotionally and physically. Um, he's just such a dynamic player. Sometimes his emotions get the best of him, and I think he's starting to, to, to harness that. And when he does that, uh, he could do everything for us, and that's what's pretty exciting. 
So we're late in the season now. You got two games left. What would you say you've seen out of your team this year that you're most proud of? And where's kind of an area where you're hoping to see growth the next couple weeks? Yeah, I think we've answered the bell. Every time something's gone wrong, we've been able to fix it. And, and I'm proud of our guys for not, uh, you know, feeling a little bit woe is me this time of year when we're asking them to condition or to, to drill live. And we just, that's who we are. We're not a team that can walk through. And we've learned that about our group. And we've also learned how to respond. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud of our, our ability to handle adversity. I mean, our guys can stuck in the airport on the way home they have to sleep in the airport floor in Austin and get redirected and don't make it home till Sunday and the amount of notes I got about how our guys just didn't complain you know we have a we have a, a, a small term in our program called MBA no bitching allowed and um, our guys are buying into that and the fact that I got so many notes about our team not complaining about that uh, means means just as much as what we're doing on the field that's great to hear. You look ahead. We got Air Force this weekend. It's the Jacksonville Lacrosse Classic week. It's senior day. It's a big week for this program. Can you talk about what that game means? Yeah, it is a big week. It's a big week in that, um, you know, we do get to play on our field for the last time. You know, I think for our guys to understand that right now you only have 120 minutes of lacrosse guaranteed for, for a lot of the guys that are going to walk across that field with their parents in the beginning of the game. And, um, you know, when you put games into minutes it really gives you great perspective and we talked about that four or five games ago that every second that ticks is is another dollar out of your bank account and how are you going to spend these last dollars and i think for us it's it's a, a sense of urgency going into these last two games that time is waning and waiting for a lot of guys and for a lot of guys the last competitive lacrosse they'll ever play so uh, i expect our best foot forward going into the last two games of the year and with that the last home game of the year what what can we expect out of practice this week physical uh you know we're not backing down i know it's in mid-april and i think the the common thought is to to make sure that you're healthy and all those things but that's not how we operate it's just not how we perform at our best level and uh, we need to be physical on mondays and wednesdays and understand that the game plan can go in on thursdays and fridays and uh, we did a great job of doing that yesterday we'll do it again tomorrow but we can't be afraid of work and uh, if we're not can we get better over our last 21 days together? And if we do, uh, man, I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity to hopefully go to Pittsburgh and, and, and play for a conference title. But it starts with being able to, to do it on Wednesday afternoon before Air Force. Last week when we spoke on practice, you said the white team was on a tear as of late. Uh, has that continued? Are they still undefeated since last week? Yeah, it was a pretty cool moment yesterday. The green team finally won in overtime. And uh, so it, it's cool because we kind of change up the scoring situations and times on time on the clock. And then you, you adjust. You have to learn how to call timeouts and what plays you want to run. And uh, yesterday went into OT. We were able to tie it up and, and green team finally won. And the white team was so frustrated. And it was great because we're still competitive. We're still playing for something. And uh, when practices are like that in April, man, you like to think that the team is coming together as well. So we're looking ahead to the opponent now, uh, Air Force. They kind of have a mixed bag of results so far this year. They beat Denver earlier in the year. They're third in the A-Sun right now. What do you see when you think of Air Force? Yeah, they're a special team athletically. They have one of the best players in the country right now, Brandon Dodd. I mean, he had 10 points last week. Uh, he's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's physical. He, he hurt us last year when we were out in Colorado. So gotta be aware of him. I think they're pretty darn good in the goal. Uh, they have a young man, number 17, at the long stick midi position. That's just a, a catalyst in between the lines that we have to be aware of. Uh, but the cool part is we've really shifted our mindset after the Utah game to being more about us, being about our pace, our intentionality, our shooting, uh, our ability to play physically on the defensive side, our clearing and riding. You know, it's a lot more our versus them. And, you know, when you play an opponent like this, you got to be aware of their tendencies. But if we were to focus on Air Force in three days, it wouldn't be the best version of us. So we're going to focus on Jacksonville. 
Is there anything special when you go against a player like Brandon Dodd that the defense needs to be aware of, or does it stick to the game plan and kind of let it flow? No, I think you got to be aware. I mean, you'd be naive, you know, with a player of that dy dynamic talent. You have to be aware and be ready to adjust. Uh, we're fortunate that we have some special guys on the defensive side that we can mix and match with, but at the same time, he's going to get his, and we have to be aware and, and, and willing to, to be okay with that every once in a while. You know, a guy like that's going to have a few points, um, but you want to limit his ability and you want to be really great on the other five on the field. So that's going to be more of the emphasis because we know he's going to do, do something special and we have to be able to respond. And uh, this class that's celebrating Senior Day, I know we'll have other conversations about the seniors, but this class that's walking, what do you think their last game Saturday here at The Rock means to them? It's going to be emotional. Uh, again, there's such different waves of guys. We have grad student guys that have been here for one year, for two years. We have had fifth-year guys that have been here for the, the gauntlet. We've had four-year guys that have had to kind of pay their dues because of the older guys being a part of the program. And um, every guy is going to have a different emotion, a different emotion of, hey, this is my last chance. I want to let it ride. This is one of my few opportunities on the field. I want to, I want to leave my best foot forward. There's guys that are fighting for opportunities still. So the emotions will be high. I think the parents' emotions will be high. Senior day is always um, a challenge for coaches because there's so much of that. But I think ultimately it can be a positive if you harness the excitement of knowing that this is the last time on Rock Beach. And I've loved to bring this up lately because uh, you are just a guru when it comes to predicting individual performances or line performances. Last week you said Luke and Tucker would be kind of people to watch. Luke has 22 saves. Tucker's the defensive player of the week. Who are we watching this week? <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to get good at this. Um, yeah, you know, I think uh, you know Troy Hattinger is going to be asked a, a lot of this week, and, and I think this is a game that we – when we originally moved Troy's position, we kind of thought of this game in mind. So I think Troy Hattinger is going to be a special one to watch. And I think Max Waldbaum. You know, Max Waldbaum's a guy that knows it hasn't gone exactly his way this year. And uh, Max is a guy that works his, his tail off. He's fought back through injury. Um, Max deserves his time in the sun. And I think um, you're going to see a little bit more Max Waldbaum going into this week. All right. And is there anything you'd like to add just about the Jacksonville Lacrosse Classic Saturday? No, I think it's exciting. I think it's even cooler. That's a double header. You know, we have the Manhasset Youth Lacrosse Program down here with the Ponte Vedra Youth Lacrosse Program. So there'll be an event after the game, before the game. The women are playing at noon. I mean, Saturday afternoons in April, to watch that much lacrosse, to be able to be out with your teammates, um, to be able to do it for the last time out here, uh, means a lot. And I think it's um, it's hard to put in perspective until you, you put it on a whiteboard. And our guys are starting to realize that. All right, well, that's all we have this week for the Duval Mission Podcast. Coach, thank you for joining us. Next week, we'll be talking Air Force and Bellarmine. Look forward to it.